Section 8 of Some Answered Questions by Abdu'l-Baha Translated by Laura Clifford Barney This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Abu Jalal 14. Spiritual Proofs In this material world, time has cycles, places change through alternating seasons, and for souls there are progress, retrogression, and education sometime it is the season of spring at another time it is the season of autumn and again it is the season of summer or the season of winter in the spring there are the clouds which send down the precious rain the musk scented breezes and life-giving zephyrs the air is perfectly temperate the rain falls the sun shines, the fecundating wind wafts the clouds, the world is renewed, and the breath of life appears in plants, in animals, and in men. Earthly beings pass from one condition to another. All things are clothed in new garments, and the black earth is covered with herbage. Mountains and plains are adorned with verdure trees bear leaves and blossoms gardens bring forth flowers and fragrant herbs the world becomes another world and it attains to a life-giving spirit and produces endless beauty grace and freshness thus the spring is the cause of new life and infuses a new spirit afterwards comes the summer when the heat increases and growth and development attain their greatest power the energy of life in the vegetable kingdom reaches to the degree of perfection the fruit appears and the time of harvest ripens a seed has become a sheaf and the food is stored for winter afterwards comes tumultuous autumn when unwholesome and sterile winds blow. It is the season of sickness, when all things are withered, and the balmy air is vitiated. The breezes of spring are changed to autumn winds. The fertile green trees have become withered and bare. Flowers and fragrant herbs fade away. The beautiful garden becomes a dust heap, Following this comes the season of winter with cold and tempests. It snows, rains, hails, storms, thunders and lightens, freezes and congeals, all plants die and animals languish and are wretched. When this state is reached, again a new life-giving spring returns and the cycle is renewed. The season of spring, with its hosts of freshness and beauty, spreads its tent on the plains and mountains with great pomp and magnificence. A second time, the form of the creatures is renewed, and the creation of beings begins afresh. Bodies grow and develop, the plains and wildernesses become green and fertile, trees bring forth blossoms, and the spring of last year returns in the utmost fullness and glory. Such is 
and such ought to be the cycle and succession of existence such is the cycle and revolution of the material world it is the same with the spiritual cycles of the prophets that is to say the day of the appearance of the holy manifestations is the spiritual springtime it is the divine splendor it is the heavenly bounty the breeze of life the rising of the sun of reality spirits are quickened hearts are refreshed and invigorated souls become good existence is set in motion human realities are gladdened and grow and develop in good qualities and perfections universal progress takes place and there are resurrection and lamentation for it is the day of judgment the time of turmoil and distress at the same time that it is the season of joy of happiness and of absolute attraction afterwards the life-giving spring ends in fruitful summer the word of god is exalted the law of god is promulgated all things reach perfection the heavenly table is spread the holy breezes perfume the east and the west the teachings of god conquer the world men become educated praiseworthy results are produced universal progress appears in the world of humanity and the divine bounties surround all things the sun of reality rises from the horizon of the kingdom with the greatest power and heat when it reaches the meridian it will begin to decline and descend and the spiritual summer will be followed by autumn when growth and development are arrested breezes change into blighting winds and the unwholesome season dissipates the beauty and freshness of the gardens plains and bowers that is to say attraction and goodwill do not remain divine qualities are changed the radiance of hearts is dimmed the spirituality of souls is altered virtues are replaced by vices and holiness and purity disappear only the name of the religion of god remains and the exoteric forms of the divine teachings the foundations of the religion of god are destroyed and annihilated and nothing but forms and customs exist divisions appear firmness is changed into instability and spirits become dead hearts languish souls become inert and winter arrives that is to say the coldness of ignorance envelops the world and the darkness of human error prevails after this come indifference disobedience inconsiderateness indolence baseness animal instincts and the coldness and insensibility of stones it is like the season of winter when the terrestrial globe deprived of the effect of the heat of the sun becomes desolate and dreary when the world of intelligence and thought has reached to this state there remains only continual death and perpetual non-existence 
when the season of winter has had its effect again the spiritual springtime returns and a new cycle appears spiritual breezes blow the luminous dawn gleams the divine clouds give rain the rays of the sun of reality shine forth the contingent world attracts unto a new life and is clad in a wonderful garment all the signs and the gifts of the past springtime reappear with perhaps even greater splendor in this new season the spiritual cycles of the sun of reality are like the cycles of the material sun they are always revolving and being renewed the sun of reality like the material sun has numerous rising and dawning places one day it rises from the zodiacal sign of cancer another day from the sign of libra or aquarius another time it is from the sign of aries that it diffuses its rays but the sun is one sun and one reality the people of knowledge are lovers of the sun and are not fascinated by the places of its rising and dawning the people of perception are the seekers of the truth and not of the places of its appearance nor of its dawning points therefore they will adore the sun from whatever point in the zodiac it may appear and they will seek the reality in every sanctified soul who manifests it such people always attain to the truth and are not veiled from the sun of the divine world so the lover of the sun and the seeker of the light will always turn towards the sun whether it shines from the sign of aries or gives its bounty from the sign of cancer or radiates from gemini but the ignorant and uninstructed are lovers of the signs of the zodiac and enamored and fascinated by the rising places and not by the sun when it was in the sign of cancer they turned towards it though afterwards the sun changed to the sign of libra as they were lovers of the sign they turned towards it and attached themselves to it and were deprived of the influences of the sun merely because it had changed its place for example once the sun of reality poured forth its rays from the sign of abraham and then it dawned from the sign of moses and illuminated the horizon afterwards it rose with the greatest power and brilliancy from the sign of christ those who were the seekers of reality worshipped that reality wherever they saw it but those who were attached to abraham were deprived of its influences when it shone upon sinai and illuminated the reality of moses those who held fast to moses when the sun of reality shone from christ with the utmost radiance and lordly splendor were also veiled and so forth therefore man must be the seeker after the reality and he will find that reality in each of the sanctified souls he must be fascinated and enraptured and attracted to the divine bounty he must be like the butterfly who is the lover of the light 
from whatever lamp it may shine and like the nightingale who is the lover of the rose in whatever garden it may grow if the sun were to rise in the west it would still be the sun one must not withdraw from it on account of its rising place nor consider the west to be always the place of sunset in the same way one must look for the heavenly bounties and seek for the divine aurora in every place where it appears one must become its distracted lover consider that if the jews had not kept turning to the horizon of moses and had only regarded the sun of reality without any doubt they would have recognized the sun in the dawning place of the reality of christ in the greatest divine splendor but alas a thousand times alas attaching themselves to the outward words of moses they were deprived of the divine bounties and the lordly splendors fifteen true wealth the honor and exaltation of every existing being depends upon causes and circumstances the excellency the adornment and the perfection of the earth is to be verdant and fertile through the bounty of the clouds of springtime plants grow flowers and fragrant herbs spring up fruit-bearing trees become full of blossoms and bring forth fresh and new fruit gardens become beautiful and meadows adorned mountains and plains are clad in a green robe and gardens fields villages and cities are decorated this is the prosperity of the mineral world the height of exultation and the perfection of the vegetable world is that a tree should grow on the bank of a stream of fresh water that a gentle breeze should blow in the wind that the warmth of the sun should shine on it that a gardener should attend to its cultivation and that day by day it should develop and yield fruit but its real prosperity is to progress into the animal and human world and replace that which has been exhausted in the bodies of animals and men the exaltation of the animal world is to possess perfect members organs and powers and to have all its needs supplied this is its chief glory its honor and exaltation so the supreme happiness of an animal is to have possession of a green and fertile meadow perfectly pure flowing water and a lovely verdant forest if these things are provided for it no greater prosperity can be imagined for example if a bird builds its nest in a green and fruitful forest in a beautiful high place upon a strong tree and at the top of a lofty branch and if it finds all its needs of seeds and water this is its perfect prosperity but real prosperity for the animal consists in passing from the animal world to the human world like the microscopic beings that through the water and air enter into man and are assimilated and replace that which has been consumed in his body this is the great honor and prosperity 
for the animal world. No greater honor can be conceived for it. Therefore, it is evident and clear that this wealth, this comfort, and this material abundance form the complete prosperity of minerals, vegetables, and animals. No riches, wealth, comfort, or ease of the material world is equal to the wealth of a bird. All the areas of these plains and mountains are its dwelling, and all the seeds and harvests are its food and wealth, and all the lands, villages, meadows, pastures, forests, and wildernesses are its possessions. Now which is the richer, this bird or the most wealthy man? For no matter how many seeds it may take or bestow, its wealth does not decrease. Then it is clear that the honor and exaltation of man must be something more than material riches. Material comforts are only a branch, but the root of the exaltation of man is the good attributes and virtues which are the adornments of his reality. These are the divine appearances, the heavenly bounties, the sublime emotions, the love and knowledge of God, universal wisdom, intellectual perception, scientific discoveries, justice, equity, truthfulness, benevolence, natural courage, and innate fortitude, the respect for rights, and the keeping of agreements and covenants, rectitude in all circumstances, serving the truth under all conditions, the sacrifice of one's life for the good of all people, kindness and esteem for all nations, obedience to the teachings of God, service in the divine kingdom, the guidance of the people, and the education of the nations and races. This is the prosperity of the human world. This is the exaltation of man in the world. This is eternal life and heavenly honor. These virtues do not appear from the reality of man except through the power of God and the divine teachings. For they need supernatural power for their manifestation. It may be that in the world of nature a trace of these perfections may appear. But they are not established and lasting. They are like the rays of the sun upon the wall. As the compassionate God has placed such a wonderful crown upon the head of man, man should strive that its brilliant jewels may become visible in the world. End of section 8 End of part one on the influence of the prophets in the evolution of humanity. Recording by Abu Jalal.